Gray Fox. Praise games. Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, the video games podcast where a bunch of friends jump on a podcast every fortnight to talk about video games, what they love, what they hate, and that sweet, sweet fandom in between. We're live on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever good podcast services are found, but you already knew that. What you didn't know is the people that I have on this pod. Joining me, I'm going to start off with a man who is a geek in the street, but a freak in the Platinums, Hemming. Hello, how you doing? <laughs> I am very well, thank you. I'm then going to switch it to our producer, Mo Mo Mo. How do you like it? How do you like it? Thank you. Moles. That's brilliant. The intros get better. They're getting better. How do you like it? More, more, more. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. What more can be said? But to bring it in with our souls, man, the funk soul, man. Check it out now. Michael Carden Edwards. Lock up your daughters. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you, mate. I'm very, very well. How are you? I am doing well, my friend, and I am your host, Adam Flint, a.k.a. Voice of an Angel. But gentlemen, <laughs> I'm asking for the cut, just because my terrible singing in the pod, I thought, I'd, I thought I'd splice that in now. I say that Moses has got the best hair in the business. I've got the Voice of an Angel. Heaven is the guy who gets all the trophies down. And Mikey, God damn it! if you went to the, you remember in that, that book, the, 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 or that film, the, the universe, the, the universe and everything, right? What's that film called? Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Galaxy. Thank yeah. you very much. You know that computer that's working away for a thousand years to work out the meaning of life, right? They found a file, and in that file, they opened it and go, oh my God, this file's been going on for longer. What is this? Turns out it's Michael Cardnett was saved from Football Manager in 2006. He's still going, sir. <laughs> <laughs> King of that sort of stuff. That was a really long way to bring in that you do really long Football Manager games. I like it. I like it. That was, that was nice. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, let's go into some casting fun. So I asked the pod with uh, with top time to prepare, a.k.a. about an hour ago. Um, we like a Metal Gear game. That's why we named the pod. We're looking forward to Metal Gear Solid 3 Delta coming out in October, I do believe. Or the, I don't know, correct me another time. But more importantly, I've asked the pod to cast our fellow podcast members as villains from the Metal Gear Solid universe. Hemming's wiggling his hand like a Bond baddie. I loved it. Does that mean you're ready to go? Let's go, sir. I mean, sure. Why the devil not? Um, I'll go with moles first. And you know, sometimes sometimes I really like low-hanging fruit. It's, it's delicious <laughs> and easy to reach. Some low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Therefore, moles is the fear. Because he is just a big man with a big flamethrower burning everything to the ground. It's the gift that it's, keeps on gifting, it's isn't it? pure moles. Pure moles. <laughs> if it's got fire, um, I'm happy. There you go, you see? Uh, for Mike... I was a bit torn on on Mike, but I've Natalie and Burley were you? In, indeed, I was in Brugliard, and I've gone for Ocelot. <laughs> I've gone for Revolver Ocelot because I think what, that Mike what would era love of Ocelot. Ooh, well, I'm not going to go young Ocelot because he makes weird cat noises all the time, and yes. I, I can't see Mike doing that because he's more of a dog guy. Uh, he's he's old grizzled vet Ocelot, right, flicking those uh, revolvers around, having a lovely. You know time. that guy with the moustache who's like epic, who's uh, Sam something. Um, oh, the cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could always see him as, as the old revolver ocelot, you know, just that amazing tash. <laughs> yeah. this, this couldn't have gone better for me, I have to say. This couldn't have gone better for me. All right, this is the, he's the best one in the game. This is great. Yeah. So, yeah, well earned, well deserved. Uh, Flint, I've, I've given you Grey Fox, you are the namesake, oh, the namesake of the pod. And you. Uh, in, in a way, you. you know, Grey Fox, he was down in a bad way and then they rebuilt him. Stronger, faster, better. And then, you know, just like you are now, built into a cyborg ninja. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, I have absolutely. a robotic penis. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> Citation needed. <laughs> and right. I've, I've cast myself as uh, a psychomantis as my only skill is knowing what games you've been playing. That's, oh, that's my only skill. That's a good one. <laughs> oh my God, you know, apparently, <laughs> apparently they're currently casting for their Psycho Mantis in the Metal Gear movie. 
because obviously, uh, what's his name? Um, Macy from uh, Star Wars and Moon Knight has been cast as, as, as Sodded, and they're looking for. Can you, I don't want to put people on the spot, can you fan cast your Psychomantis? I've got one, Jesse Plemons or Plemonson or Simmons, whatever his name is, the guy from Breaking Bad who's Todd. But also, like, he's just a weird psycho in movies. I reckon he could do it. I reckon he'll be really creepy. Anyway. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, I'm afraid. Fair enough. I'm sure it'll come to you halfway through the pod. Hmm. Pass it on to someone else, Hemming. Moles. Well, you've done half my job for me, because two of the four you've already cast as the same as I. So I also put Mikey down as Ocelot. <laughs> because which era? Which era? Are we talking the same Grizz- era? Nah, old grizzled, you know, long trench coat, revolvers. I just see Mikey cosplaying. Perfect. There we go. Best day ever. We did. I also put Hemming down as Psycho Mantis for the all-knowing psychic. Bit. I read your game files. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> and you got a trick or trickster, that sort of thing. That's Hemming. Um, I put Flinty down as Big Boss big boss man where it all began Ooh, which which one are you uh, am, am i the key for sutherland big boss or am i the og one at the end in four like i'm an old decrepit man well i'm not gonna say that now am i so <laughs> yeah hey you know there what it's go. video game history i'll take it there we go and then i cast myself as gray fox because i'm gray nice there we go and i just want to be a ninja as well nice there we go. simple mikey Yo, so um, I have Moles as... I, I nearly put him as Man on Fire. Um, fire gimmick's strong here, isn't it? I, felt like, I believe he was called the man who couldn't be put out. <laughs> exactly. um, he was nearly who I, who I had you for. Um, I thought his name was the Fury, the guy with the flamethrower. I, I had him as the Fury as well. Oh, it I'm is a, the Fury. The fear. the fear is the old man, isn't it? Fear yeah, is someone the else. the old man. Yeah. Ah. Um, I all I, I so I had this a little bit different. Um, I had Hemming as Revolver Ocelot because um, which era? Because of the uh, cat noises? Uh, no, <laughs> I, a grizzled one of course because we're all grizzled these days. Mainly because of the just the the IQ, the intelligence. The the man was playing. Uh, he, he was playing them all like a fiddle yeah, from the very start. And, uh, they played us all like fiddles. Peace, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <of> Miller. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I just I feel like Hemming would uh, would would take to that role incredibly well. He's got it. I just I I just I saw it. I don't know why I saw it. Um, I had I also had Flint as Big Boss. I have to say, um, just because it, again where it all began, and that's kind of where the pod began. I really wanted to bring someone in a skull face. But I couldn't quite figure out who to. It was kind of. It was hilarious, wasn't it? He was quite hilarious. He didn't get the airtime he deserved. No, it was like killed after the first act, right? Pretty much just. Yeah. Well, he, he's it. Yeah, and he's he's basically Skeletor. Yeah. And it's just he, especially like I just want his head to flat back. And going, <laughs> just, he's like, I wanted more of that. You know that cartoon element. I um, don't even remember him. Was from, he from Metal Gear Solid Five, man? The the main guy, the big skull for a face. Wow. I he, he dressed like Zorro. Yeah. He dressed wow. like a burn victim Zorro. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> in in, um, in Ground Zeroes, they made him seem like the most menacing guy that there's ever been. Yeah. And then he was in, basically Darth Vader. Yeah. And then in Phantom Pain, they just kind of was like, eh, let's not commit. It's almost to- like they couldn't actually put the narrative <laughs> together because the director pissed off. Let's not commit to that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for myself, I, look, I, as always, I try and find the funniest and most laughable character in the game. And um, oh, I nearly went baby. with uh, Quiet because I really enjoy sniper rifles and getting naked for some reason. But no, I went with um, uh, Fat Man. Um, because, <laughs> oh, yes. Because I uh, basically... Eat and grow fat. The, 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 the boss fight basically enca- encapsulates him swooshing around on roller skates, planting bombs for you to defuse, all whilst drinking wine with a straw. So yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's my kind of guy right there. Dude, they, they are incredible picks. Notice we have all picked characters, majority from the Soviet War slash Cold War era of uh, Metal Gear characters. So I tried to mix up a little bit, but uh, there's there's one character in particular from that era I had to put in. And uh, I'll start with Henning. Um, now, I wanted to go Psycho Mantis, but I thought, actually, I reckon Psycho Mantis will be off the table at this point. So I went with Colonel Volgan 
who was the bad guy in Metal Gear Snake Eater. He was the guy who had like a shaved head and electrifying punching hands, and he commanded all of the the what would become the the Shalashaska. Um, so the reason why I connected this, you see, is because he was actually pulling the strings for quite a while, and he had big fists. And you kind, I reckon, you could cosplay as him very well, Hemming. <laughs> there thank, we go. It's not. It's not. <laughs> um, I've got. I can't. Uh, Michael, you are revolver ocelot, but I went. I didn't go with classic revolver ocelot. I went with Metal Gear Five, the Phantom Pain revolver ocelot, because at this point he's about to become chiselled. He's about to become a bit more grisly. He's a bit of a widely eye guy. But there's one line which basically sets you off on your path. Which I, I can imagine you could pull this off, where he just goes, "Go and let the legend ride again." <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I just imagine you just standing there every day when you get ready for work, and just go, "Go and let the legend ride again." <laughs> right, uh, moles. Um, I I thought, okay, I didn't want to. I went to Metal Gear Solid. It's a classic game, right? It had some amazing bosses as well. You're Raven motherfucker right essentially flamethrower guy without the flamethrower you've got he had a massive gatling gun did yeah. it was basically dave batista walking around <laughs> budding all over the place it was incredible um and i imagine you would enjoy that because it's basically commando isn't it at that point um i did think about fat man uh but i thought a character that did make me laugh even more uh we all we all went for a period in our teens of being a little bit angsty we kind of liked oh. our rock music a bit too oh, much we probably liked our goth music a little bit too much oh, i went to vamp oh, oh, i'm basically vamp. the count <laughs> and you know i just remember when i was a kid playing that boss and i was getting so frustrated because he'll oh. basically just dance around <laughs> and then he'll throw his knives at you and then he'll disappear and then he goes into the water and i remember like with every metal gear boss there's actually a really easy hack and i think it was basically if you dropped a, a grenade into the water it would base it or uh, no not a, a grenade sorry a um stun grenade in the water that would not only really stun him because the water and like echoed it and bounced it back off him it would take off like half his health so it, like two shots you could you could take about pretty easily um so that uh, is essentially me it, you can take me out very easily if you dunk me in water so that is um, my gray fox that's right my metal gear solid villains like there. a hobnob i'm like a hobnob yeah i'm basically i'm basically I'm basically Oxley Chamberlain legs, right? You know, like biscuits. They just fall apart after a bit of pressure. <laughs> so, gentlemen, I think it's fair to say the fox is in. <laughs> okay, so it's been a leaky week. There's been lots of things leaking. Let's talk about some of those leaky things. So, uh, GTA 6, um, the map has been unveiled uh, through leaks on various social media platforms. Should point out there are leaks happening all the time, taken with a pinch of salt. Baseless speculation, as we would say. Um, but the person that leaks this was also actually one of the leakers who had a lot of information about GTA 6 that was confirmed in the data breach about six months later. So there's a little bit of validity to this. The too long don't read is that this is a chuff and big map. Yes, it is starting in a Miami-esque city that may be Vice City, may not be Vice City, they're also connecting up San Andreas and elements of Liberty City. There's also elements that actually they're going to launch a version one, but it is not version done. They're going to be adding more to it through DLC, similar to the plans that Ubisoft have with their Assassin's Creed franchise with Assassin's Creed Infinity. Discuss. Heming. So, that was dramatic. That was very dramatic. Crikey. Um, bigger isn't always better with video game maps i get a little bit uh let's just put it this way did anybody actually explore every inch of gta 5's map because that thing i, I, I bet there's still monstrous. places people are exploring exactly it's monstrous um i would pref i like a smaller map with a lot of content and detail into it over a massive sprawling map i will yeah. wait and see what this does i hope it doesn't give you access to everything straight away because I, I used to love the old GTAs, GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas, where you'd unlock different islands, and then you'd have a whole new area to explore, and it was great. And then just by the yeah, time you, you figured it out, you unlocked a new one. You could put in a cheat code and get a plane and fly over, but you'll <laughs> you be so OP'd by the bloody police. That exactly. If you haven't unlocked it legitimately, it's basically like five stars the moment you touch down. And I kind of like that as well. It feels like it's some sort of, 
thriller movie where you've got to get away like that film with Harrison Ford in. I believe it was called Air Force One. Mm. <laughs> I am interested in what they're talking about in terms of like evolving what that means um, I, I'm intrigued <sighs> games are pretty, like game sizes I don't won't anyone think of the hard drives like <laughs> no no they will not they want you to play like one Destiny game 2. and one game only like Destiny 2 is so big now it's like two like it made me laugh I downloaded a game the other day that was like seven gig and I was like amazing and it went, oh, you need to free up some space. Oh, there's 200 gigs taken up by Destiny 2 to this seven gig game. <laughs> so disproportionate. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, I like the idea of more over time because video games are damn expensive and we should be rewarded for playing. I sound like Millhouse now. You should get things for watching. But the idea of being rewarded for your loyalty kicking out your hard-earned schmeckles every three months with a story patch, but actually just as a, hey, that city's a little bit more expressive. There's a little bit more in there. I think, dare I say it, Cyberpunk have kind of done this best, right? Like, they've done a pretty good thing here. You've got Liberty City. I know Mike's got an opinion of Liberty... Sorry, Night City. They're all the same. Something to do with City. Um, But in the new DLC, they're actually unlocking a whole other element of that, and there's going to be, like, tons of hours of gameplay. Does that have to be, like, a continent-sized map? No. Mikey, where's your head with this, pal? Um, I I don't really know how 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 I I feel about it. I I I feel as if with um, GTA Six, Rockstar have been dining out on GTA Online for quite some time, um, <laughs> quite some time. And by all accounts, the content that you can get in that version of the game is pretty sweet. Um, I am tempted to fire up for the PS5 because it's a completely different experience, right? You literally is. It is. It's a different game, basically. Um, it's beautiful. And I feel like they are doing their best to figure out how to make elements of that in the story mode, like in the main single player and kind of merge it all as one to make it the essentially the most, the ultimate live service game. Because I think they'll admit that GTA 5's online mode is clunky at best at times. I again, I haven't played. We're it. talking like ten years old now, right? <clears throat> exactly. I feel like, like architecture they are, and everything else. They want to do it that way. Um, I'm not a big fan of single player games that um, necessarily change due to like I. I feel like a story should be a contained entity. It should be a narrative where there is a beginning, middle, and end. Not something that has to evolve and you have to wait for it to be done. I lost interest quite heavily with Destiny when it was like, oh, you get a little bit more story every week. And it's like, well, that's. The story's not great, though, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't listen to look, watch the cutscenes anyway. Um, and then going on to the map side of things, I'm with you, Hemming. I ain't interested in a giant map. Um, it's cool, like, great, but you're going to give me like a spaceship to fly around it because, like, what, how else am I getting around it then? Do you know what I mean? Like I, mm. I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. Um, the, the this is they've got a lot of riding on this. They gave up support for Red Dead Redemption Online for they they haven't even given us a PS5 update for the Red Dead Redemption Two. Like they don't they all of their eggs are in the GTA Online basket, and they they're going to want to make this basically a game for another ten fifteen years. So. Whatever they do, they need to get it right. I'm not sure copying anything Assassin's Creed are doing is the way to go with that, though, because <laughs> they suck. That's, 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 my, that's my weekly slash monthly Aww. dig at Assassin's Creed. Apologies, Flint. I will say, <laughs> quick, 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 quick side note. Is the new Assassin's Creed cheaper than usual? Yes. Yes. That that's nice. why it was in the, the the notes. You see, ah, sorry, <laughs> didn't didn't study those in a great deal of time. We may get to this well, later. Let's, <laughs> let's 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 do that now. We talked about the, the. I was trying to think of a lovely like segue over the Assassin's Creed uh, Infinity thing to the the GTA thing. Hi, but, here's uh, my bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, Mr. Bulldozer, and my friend who's also a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> Assassin's Creed Mirage uh, it turned out it went gold the other day that's nice isn't it we talked about this on the podcast over going gold doesn't actually mean anything other than we finished the game 
Uh, It's ready to go. Um, However, we did get some lovely tidbits about this. Uh, Mikey, you might want to turn on the Assassin's Creed swear button uh, on this one. But uh, what we're getting, so Assassin's Creed Mirage is going to be a 15-hour game. It is hypothesized that it's going to take around 30 hours to 100%. Now, Mm. speaking as a man who is time poor and an idiot, the idea of a game that is telling you in about 30 hours, you will 100% it to be able to get your Platinums or get your... What's the Xbox equivalent of Platinum, Hemming? Oh, there isn't one. It's just 100%. 1,000G. 100%. But, okay, yeah, to get all that, you can do it in around 30 hours. Hallelujah. As somebody who's trying to Platinum Resident Evil 4 Remake right now, who's on his sixth playthrough, it's getting a bit dull, people. So thank you so much. Uh, this is a non-open world game. This is going to be a linear experience. Alas, the previous Assassin's Creed games before the new trilogy. It's actually going to link and bridge between AC Valhalla and the original Assassin's Creed game, leading to loads of speculation that we're going to get an Assassin's Creed remake as well. And the cool thing is, God bless them, uh, the average pi- price of a game right now is about 70 bucks. This is going to be 50 at launch. Hey! So... Hebbing, what's mm. my friend? <laughs> I'm I'm very happy about all of that. Like the the open world Assassin's Creeds, they were they were fun occasionally. Um, <laughs> I could, there, there there are some motions being made, dear listener. That <laughs> we Most shall of the not... sounds you can hear are not from me. <laughs> Well, anyways, um, I I enjoyed some of the open world Assassin's Creed to a point uh and once it got past that point it became tedious whereas things like assassin's creed 2 and the whole Ezio trilogy i loved because they're nice and tight and compact and you've got indeed you've got this amazingly detailed city to run around and that was a lot of fun and i'm really looking forward to having another one of those tightly knit cities that you just get to explore and as we say it's not like gta 6 it's going to be massive and ridiculous you're going to actually be able to figure out where things are and familiarize yourself with most of this location. So I'm looking forward to that. And only 15 hours, happy days. A lot of people keep saying, I want them to do like Imperial China or something. And well, they are. I, yeah, they are. But also, <laughs> like, go play Ghost of Tsushima because, like, yep. I've, been, I've been getting into that recently. And I don't know why, you know, when we were talking about like God of War, it took me like four attempts to actually then all of a sudden be like that Danny DeVito gif. I get it now. Like it took me a few times before I actually started liking it and enjoying it. And that's exactly the same with this game. I'm about 10 hours in. I goddamn love the gameplay. The standoffs thing make you as ballsy as motherfucking hell. It's incredible. But like, if I'm Ubisoft, I'm looking at that game and going, why bother? They've killed it. Like, there's literally nothing else we can offer that's any better. You could quite literally ignore the storyline in Ghost of Tsushima and basically pretend you're an assassin going after the Templars. And that's to get that. That would be better than what anything else Ubisoft can produce in that era now. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of down for this. Um, they've deliberately changed their roadmap planning to uh, where they started this with origins over instead of churning out one a year let's do one every two years and have a roadmap of content for that so we're nearing that Road, content roadmap for uh, Road. <laughs> um, and you know mirage but it sounds like you know it's going to be a start middle and end thing and they're going to be moving on to other stuff michael i heard you say something there hemming where you expressed dismay at the words content roadmap i hate and- them I, I am considering doing uh, starting my own pod called I Hate Content Roadmaps. That's the sign that you released a game far too early and uh, it's not got enough stuff in has it yet. Anyone, has anyone actually fo- like followed through on a content roadmap? I would you... love to do a little experiment on that, but I don't think so. Um, more importantly, have they ever been accurate? Oh God! That's no. my point. That's no. that's the point, right? Like no one's ever like stood there in front of a bunch of people and gone, "Let's look at a Gantt chart that's got some sexy graphics on, and promise you something that's much better than the shit we're telling you about right now in ten years' time." And actually, like you think about Anthem, Avengers, you think about even Destiny. Like I would love to see. I bet somewhere there's a poor bloody producer at Bungie with a folder of all these old promises on and just looking at them in tears of just like <laughs> yeah remember when we promised that then no we didn't do any of that so it's just like just get, I think it's dying down I don't oh, really see that many thrown out anymore I think people are becoming more wary of it because I mean cyberpunk 
was obviously a big one where they said it's going to do this, this, and this, and then realized that the game literally didn't work when it came out. And we're like, well, mm-hmm. ignore what we just said. We've got to actually make a game first. It's kind. I kind of blame <sighs> Kevin Feige because he like basically started that whole thing outside of video games, but with movies of going, here's the next ten years of the MCU, and it worked out really well up until after Endgame. Let's not talk about it. The MCU ended at Endgame, but the point is, is that we were all hyped about all these movies that were coming up years in the future and getting lots of content and talking about it. I think they attempted that kind of hype train and because they Mm. never actually delivered because the original product didn't sell to the point they needed to, or there was massive QA issues. Maybe I'm stretching. I I feel like it's the classic thing where like you haven't done enough work on time and then you go, but no, look, see all this new, all this stuff is going to happen. And it's more than what you asked for originally. Look, it's coming. I promise. Like it's that make good now whilst shit product in your hands kind of thing. It's like, nah, no mm. be like no yeah. man's sky where yes you they didn't have a great launch but since then they've not promised that all this is coming out in x date but they've just continually released great content add-ons updated the game made it really good apparently it's a fantastic experience now i, yeah, I really would they fudged it know. but it's great i'd love to know how no man's sky makes money oh i've got no idea I reckon it's invest. I, I, I have no idea. So much stuff to They've that game, loads. and every now and again, every like every like six months or so, you see a big thing on like all the forums. It's like No Man's Sky have another announcement tomorrow, and it's like, oh, what are they going to add this time? Like, what? yeah, and it's always free. It's, it's always, always like, just, it's always amazing. It's always like that changes the entire game. How have they yeah, done this? And the game's always on sale, so it's not even like they're getting full like retail for it. This is, it's kind of impressive. It's very. I will say the the bloke who runs Hello Games, the people who make Sean No Man's Murray. Sky, Sean Murray. I have an email from him that I've kept. Uh, back in the day, they made these games called Joe Danger, where it was a little stunt man on a bike and you jump through. And I a hundred percented the game, and it came with a special code that you could email off. And I emailed this when the game released, and about three years later. I got an email back going, sorry it took me so long, but I wanted to reply back to everybody. Here's an email just to say, thanks for playing our game. We really hope you look forward to our new stuff. He's just a bloody nice bloke. And I'm happy that things are going well for him. Nice. Yeah, fair play. I thought you were going to say, I spent ages completing this game and then they they promised me something I didn't get and it was basically (laughs) the No Man's Sky launch. uh, No, you're you're right. And I I do, I'm interested to find out what they're, well, what their business model is to like even tick over you're right it's, it's kind 40 of 40 quid Ballsy. that's, full, oh, that's 40 full price 40 quid so when mm-hmm. it's on offer even better i mean it is like eight years old now it, it, like, it goes so on offer sell. every you just, they just every keep, sale yeah well there we go but they just keep piling stuff into it that's going yeah. to be a free playstation game like imminently like dreams become a free game not too long ago, and that was always in a similar cycle, think, and similar sort of lifespan. Just think, just before we move on, they added a massive VR two update yep. to it. That must yeah. have been quite costly. Multiplayer. Sony, they added- Sony are looking after them. I think it feels like they're they're chucking some schmeckles their way to keep them ticking over. Well, good, good for them. Hey, well hmm. done. <laughs> uh, another well done is the Baldur's Gate three. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know much about this game. I asked Hemming what it's about, and he told me it sounds like it's for nerds. Hemming, it's doing really well. <laughs> Tell us about it. I've not played it yet because I am not it's PC Master Race, sadly. Um, but I am so looking forward to this. I, I like D&D in real life. This is D&D in video game form. Give me more. And it looks absolutely insane. I believe Mike is probably more the expert on these because I believe you've played more of their games in the past. Have you not? So, so my my fine feathered are. friends, um, uh, Larian Studios are incredible. They made Divinity Original Sin one and two, and he likes that game, doesn't he? those two games, especially number two, was were amazing. If you if you like RPGs that are written incredibly well and have incredible complex but fun systems, they are right up your your street. They should be anyway. Um, they're the the they're the most the the biggest question. I've had around this has been because I've been watching the development of this game for years now, right? Because it's been in early access forever where they've basically had the first chapter of the game that you can just play. And they basically have a giant um, outreach of their community where they basically say, what do you like? What don't you like? And so they basically had 
all of the hardcore D&D and Baldur's Gate, because bear in mind, Baldur's Gate is a legendary franchise, because um, they got given the keys to this franchise after their sterling work with Divinity, right? And they're the best developer to do so. And they've basically managed to test this game out and kind of get a big testing audience whilst charging full price for it, by the way, for early access um, for years. And it has resulted in, as Flint so eloquently put, it's raining mother flipping tens. And I, I am so happy for them because they are, you know, they've done incredible work. The, the saltiness from other developers, it's kind of coming through a little bit where... <laughs> They're terrified, they, aren't they? <laughs> they are terrified of this because essentially this game... Bowl accounts is the best RPG of a generation in terms of the things you can do, the scope of it, the the quality of it, and I keep seeing clips that suggest this could be a very horny game. Um, so video oh, yes. a dude fuck a bear. Oh, yes. <laughs> Have you seen the opening cinematic? Terrifying. <laughs> like before I watched it, and I was like, no thanks. Like I'll skip that when I fucking play this game. But yeah, like um, the because the quality is so high, there are a lot of devs that are kind of like. Uh, don't expect this from anyone else, please. Um, like uh, this bar, this, wow. is, this is not the standard that anyone else can basically match. Yep. And it's just like, oh. I saw a lot of tweets from developers saying, not about, I don't have to, I didn't know what game they were talking about, but basically saying certain studios have basically elevated certain franchises and games to the point of unrealistic standards for everyone else, and it sucks. That's, I'm like, that's Baldur's Gate, yeah. They're, they're scared. Gate. But, but good games are good, and good games should good regardless but, but, of like, their scope. The question I had though, is that with Larian Studios, they've basically, again, they've had early access for years with this game um, and charged the, you know, the princely sum of 60 quid for people to do so. Could you imagine a AAA developer doing that with a game? Like, let's say EA <laughs> brought out a new Star Wars game and we're like, yo, do you want to come and play test it for the next couple of years while we make it good? Like, could you imagine... Didn't Warner you- Brothers do that with multiverses? Oh. they essentially said hey start buying these passes but didn't even tell them they're in a massive fucking beta and then, and then took everything off them and uh. and then and then didn't actually make the game any good um despite it <laughs> yeah, that, yeah um but like could you imagine that really working for another for another franchise it's, imagine another their developer. hate incredible work it's right? the goodwill like that larian yeah. have got people know that they're they're buying into something that's going to be good and yeah it, it bloody well looks like it is, and well, I cannot wait to play the, it. The PS5 version is out. I can talk about PS5 because no. I got one. Um, it's out uh, September the seventh, I believe, and I will be buying that on the day of release. And hopefully, uh, if anyone else is playing it, you can obviously party up here yeah, and do some epic ah. role playing with your pals. I assume, Mister Hemming, that you'll be doing it with the other half, so I'll be yes. in the dust. Yeah, on he my own. He can be own. a third wheel. Come on in. Um, if I'm allowed, he to can be, be. He can be the bear. I'm allowed oh, to be a third yeah. wheel. I'd like to be, but uh, in any event, I won't pressure you, you, Mr. Hemming. But I'm very much looking forward to it. It's all right. I was the third wheel and went to see Oppenheimer with him and his missus the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we never mentioned about that. We we saw Oppenheimer and I was just staring up Killian Murphy's nose the whole time because I accidentally bought front row seats at the BFI the IMAX, the largest screen in the UK. <laughs> This giant Killian Murphy will kill us all. Oh, my freaking <laughs> eyes. <laughs> In spite of being that close to the screen and I had to leave because of the train strike, so I had to get the last train home <laughs> and miss the last hour of it, it is still the best film of the year. Like, we can talk, like we'll, we'll talk about it properly another time, but like, holy <laughs> hot damn, what a film. Anyway, the nerds are happy of their boulders gate and I'm clearly going to play this at some point and I'm going to be the horniest bear in the world. <laughs> oh, okay, so there was other stuff that was going on in video games. THQ Nordic, they're still a thing. God bless them. Um, they had a digital showcase, and there was two major talking points from this digital showcase. One of them is South Park uh, is coming back with another game. Unfortunately, it is not the stick of truth or the fractured butthole. It is a 3D co-op multiplayer game called Snow Day, and I saw the video for it. And I've got to be honest with you, I'm a Debbie Downer on this one. After 10 seconds, I was like, this looks... You remember the original PlayStation South Park game? You've taken the words out of my mouth. It looked like that. Yeah. It doesn't look... And it's like, you know when you've you've been with like... Imagine being with someone who went out with Leonardo DiCaprio, right? 
And like they're with you and they're happy, but they're thinking about Leo, right? Like I'd be, right? <laughs> so that's what I'm going to get when I'm playing this game of just, yeah, but you can actually go to South Park and you can actually pick up on all those amazing feelings and nostalgias in the other games. So now, now I've drank at that bar. Now I've been up to where the gods sip. I don't want to play this shit. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> I remember getting uh, that N64 South Park game. Uh, I borrowed it off a friend as a child. And it was like the one where you throw snowballs at people. Snowballs at turkeys. Snowballs yeah. And every now and again, you get a yellow snowball. And that's yep. the joke of the entire game. And it's like, that wasn't fun. Well, that wasn't fun at all. And as you mentioned, Flint, the joy of going to South Park, because like the only game that I really like, I really want them to remake The Simpsons Hit and Run because that's the only game ever made where you can visit Springfield like properly. Mm. And it's like, okay, that's that. You know, I, admit, I, I pine for that. Well, for South Park, I've had that now. Okay, I've had that because I can go and yep. buy Fractured Butthole and The Stick of Truth uh, two different like uh, systems, like in terms of the the mechanics, right? So even if I want to play, what d- depending on what t- type of game I even want to play, they're they're both there. You know what I mean? And I can go everywhere, and I can do everything, and I've got all the voices, and it's the same art style. Like it, it's, what, it's, 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 it's like watching fun. an episode. Yeah. It looks like someone it's made beautiful. it in Unity, like in their on the in their bedroom. Like you know those things where people are like, oh, I've remade this game in Unity, and I've done the first level of Sonic the Hedgehog in 3D. It's, it looks like that. It looks jank. Like no thanks. Hmm. I completely agree with you. I think one of the things. Let's think about your target audience, right? Your target audience is like people in their thirties, nearly forties, <clears throat> and. You want to pull on those heartstrings and nostalgia, right? In the fractured butthole or in the stick of truth, you had so many moments where you're like, you just walked past the shop and you heard someone walking past, right? They took our chips, and you're like, <laughs> and then you go into like, mate, mate, re- mate, let, let me let me stop you there, okay? You know, in Red Dead Redemption, when you go to Mexico and it's like one of the most incredible moments in gaming, that is second only to when you go to Canada. Okay. In oh yeah. my god! <laughs> it goes all so eight bit. Good. It's so so good. For me, it's great. The, the moment that you talk about there that got me is um, when you go into the sewers and you're just walking along and hear crab people, crab people, talk like crabs. Amazing. They nailed it with those games. And yeah. they, like you say, they put so many Easter eggs in it. Every corner you turn, not literally, because there are not and There is something from an episode. You know, you go in, Lemmy Winks. <laughs> so this three D fighting on an open map. What? What is it? Could have been anything. It's, could have been just some random characters. It didn't have to be South Park. I don't know. I think the worst part is is that Cartman is like season one Cartman. It's just it's just like his voice just going, eh, slow day. And it's like, oh come on, man. Like, there's so much more context. I mean, even in like here you go, the satire in um in the, the previous games, when you create your character, if you make your character darker skinned, it says it doesn't make the gamer harder, but it does make life hard. <laughs> it's just the little satire they put in to that, where it pokes fun at kind of everything in society. So everyone kind of gets it and just, I oh, the feels, man. smell battle pass. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's their battle passes, really. Of course, dude, of course there will be. There'll be, let's grind 30 levels and you'll get a special oh. n- new coloured Eric Cartman hat. There you go, who doesn't want this that? This is a game that'll have a roadmap as well. Oh, yeah. there's a roadmap coming, my friends. Yeah, and I'm sure there is. Okay, maybe it smells like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, there was a, another thing. Uh, well, we got, a, we got a trailer, a cinematic trailer. We talked about this about ooh, three or four months ago when there was leaks to this happening, that THQ Nordic were working on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game based on the comic franchise, The Last Ronin. We had another video. People are getting excited for it. They're getting excited for it because they're thinking, hmm, again, knowing their audience, aiming it at a more adult audience in the vein of God of War slash Ghost of Tsushima. You're playing as a turtle doing turtle things. I know we're not a bit, we're not too up on the samurai games, but we do like turtles. Where are we at? Are we hyped or not hyped for this at all? 
Yeah, not not super hyped nah. for this nah, one, to nah, be honest. Nah, I'm, not, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to push stuff here. That's not working. <laughs> do, do you want to know who is hyped? I'm I'm hyped a little bit. I'm. Yeah, can I use one of my designated swear words for the day? You may, sir. Uh, fucking everyone else, because Teenage <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, in terms of global retail sales for 2023, I'm talking uh, toys, video games, like everything that has their logo on it. They made one billion plus yeah? Goodness me. Uh, in sales for t- just, oh, just, the, in, the movie's done just in 2023. Yeah, I will say, yeah, I went and saw the movie and it's very um, good. It's a lot of fun. It, People are interested in turtles, and by the amount of their money they're charging to get a turtle skin in Street Fighter V, I can see where those billions of dollars have come from, because fuck me, they're charging you over the nose for a skin for your created character, not even, not even the actual turtles themselves. Incredible. Mike, Mike, do you want to know what, what comic book I'm reading at the moment? Go on. Yeah, what the... F- what? Wait, 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 wait. Dude, yes. dude. I, I had a friend tell me about this recently, and I was like, "That doesn't exist." And they Do were we like, does, "It does exist." This seems to be it a does. Batman on the third volume. and TMNT crossover. Flint, you're going to have to explain. Yes. yes. So uh, the comic book company, I think it's called TW. Um, I have to say, watch the toys that make us. The guy who invented Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a fucking shining example of independent publishing and sticking to your guns. He could have sold that franchise, that IP, to the other comic book people and he never did he has creative control in every teenage mutant ninja turtle projects and it's just amazing anyway that comic book company which i think came self-published for teenage mutant ninja turtles has partnered with dc in 2016 with james Tyrion the fourth who is a an amazing name um he has wrote on several batman runs specifically detective comics also he had the big run in 2016 where he introduced things like joker war uh mileage may vary on his actual batman run but his detective comics i will say stand out as absolute brilliance that's probably why he got the big gig to begin with he wrote a crossover event between the teenage mutant ninja turtles and batman and it wasn't crap um i there are three volumes of it i'm currently on the third volume i only discovered this two days ago and i've been butchering for it as fast as possible um, the general premise is that just like the there's other multiverses the turtles live in another universe shredder has come to gotham and his eyes are hungry. The turtles have followed him into Gotham. However, their DNA is reverting back to their original form if they don't find a way home and taking Shredder with them. And they partner with Batman. And I will leave it at that. You see Splinter have a match versus Batman. You have Bebop and Rocksteady and the foot take on the League of Assassins, right? It is fucking bonkers, but the art style is gritty. The art style is dark. There is some really interesting tones they go through it. The second volume, I don't want to spoil the first one, so I won't describe what happens in them, but they are very, very good, and I am liking them very, very much right now. Maybe because I've got a bit of turtle fever, maybe because it's in the zeitgeist right now because the the Zeph Rogen movie. Uh, I made my kids watch the 1992 movie, um, the other day. Do you know that? Uh, don't shake your head at that, Moles. It's bloody brilliant. Um, that was Jim Henson's last thing he done before he died. Was like make those masks. In um, the, so the original Turtles films. By the way, I'm on Amazon right now, looking to see how much they are in uh, the, the comic books. And because I've obviously live in Spain, it's, it's trying to find things that in English are quite difficult. Um, in you know the original Turtles films. Can you please remind me which ones they were? Because the ones are the, the two that I remember the most. Uh, the ooze one. That was number two. Uh, the Samurai one. That was number three. What was the first one about? So the first one was basically about them discovering the Foot Clan. So the, it's kind. Of, it was. It was actually the most critically acclaimed and the most successful. Um, it was a little bit more of a darker tone. It was essentially the Foot Clan. It was like their origin story of like them stealing stuff around. It was it's kind of funny. The intro is just like hilarious. People like putting their TV away, then walking around, and oh, all my stuff's gone. And the turtles uh, for the first time like making themselves known, and they meet April O'Neil for the first time. It's basically them meeting Shredder that, for the first time. I mean, I watched these. I watched all three films, but there was turned to him. There's a fourth one. Uh, there 
is, but there was it was basically like way after the fact it was a TV movie. Right. So, yeah. Well. We, we, yeah. yeah. Like the the so I watched the first three as a kid thousands and thousands of times. I had yeah. all the figures, man. I I remember when the samurai film came out. I literally, I even had the samurai figures. Like I I lo- I was obsessed with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid, man. Absolutely loved them. So I I'm a big fan. The more turtles I can get in my life now, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Get the comic. You're going to love it. It's taken two of the best things in the world, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman, and put them together in a half-decent story. There you go. Like, mm, mm, there you go. Have it. Slap a sticker on it. Just put it on a lunchbox. Nice. Um, so I really hope that this last Ronin game turns out to be pretty damn good. Um, I, I, I'm going to keep carrying the torch for this one, boys. And when that trailer comes out, when you start seeing the gameplay reveal and go, actually, Flint, this is pretty dope. Remember... I supported this. <laughs> just like Avengers, um, just like Anthem. We, yeah, everything goes well. I was well. about to say, can we, can we just check now that you're going to buy this day one? Oh, day one. Like Gotham I also, Knights I've also, as well? I have, yeah. I, yeah, I did buy Gotham Knights. <laughs> but I also, I have bought other good games on day one. And another <laughs> game on day one that I will be buying is MK1. And uh, since the last pod, actually, some announcements were made, which is the DLC passes. To your point, Michael, I know that this is kind of like, a, why do you put it in the original game, you bastards? But um, so... They've, this is kind of a tradition now with NeverRealm games. They are... Is it NeverRealm? It's NeverRealm. Neversoft done the skateboarding games. NeverRealm yeah. fighting yes. games. Yes, there yes, we yes. go. Um, so the cool thing is, is that they announced these fighter packs and they're nothing to do with the canon of the game. So in this one, we're going to get Peacemaker. We're getting Omni-Man. If you've watched Invincible, you'll know who that is. And uh, uh, Jonah Simmons is going to be doing the voice of it. Awesome. Uh, we've got Ermac. We've got... We've got Jean-Claude Van Damme skinned uh, Johnny Cage. And also, I put Peacemaker twice to the list. That's why I've got confused. It's uh, Homelander from The Boys. And this is kind of like a weird full circle moment, right? Of the season four of The Boys is filming at the moment and Carl Urban plays Butch in that TV show. He is also going to play Johnny Cash in the sequel, Johnny Cash, sorry, Johnny Cage in the sequel (laughs) to the Mortal Kombat movie. That's being filmed right now, and he's doing skins as well, apparently, for this game. It's blown my head. It's all connected. The Matrix has got me. But um, <laughs> how hyped are we for this? I will say, man, I will say that with Mortal Kombat, I will allow deal. And for fighting games in general, I'll allow DLC. As long as you don't launch it with, like, five dudes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel or you like... take, like, a key story protagonist. Yeah, That's what Street Fighter Five did, wasn't it? They released with, like, nobody and then kept saying, yeah, everyone like... will come out eventually. It's just it's a bit shit. Um, with Mortal Kombat, like, they do have the gimmick of, okay, they'll give you some fan favourites. In this case, Ermac, who I lovingly taught, said was Hemming's Mortal Kombat character a little while ago. Uh, so yes. if you're interested, Hemming, get some Ermac in your life. Mm. Um, you know, I assume at some point you'll have, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the MK1 roster is. I haven't really looked because I kind of want to be surprised by the whole thing. But I'm hoping I'll get uh, the likes of Noob Sabot and, and, and maybe some Smoke or Rain, you know, some cool dudes like that. Um but you all, you're also kind of guaranteed now random stuff that doesn't make sense. But then, then you look at it and you go, well, that makes perfect sense. Because we've had Rambo, <laughs> Robocop, Predator. I think we had Predator. Maybe not Predator. Well, we've yes, had, we had yes. Terminator. We've had the Teenage Mutant. Have we had Mutant, Judge Shred? Uh, we've had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was dope. Like, what I do need from them desperately is all a, together in one game. I, I need a more combat all-stars game. Like Smash Brothers, like I need, I need all of them in one uh, uh, forever. I, I need that, and I will buy that day one. Shall I say something about this Mortal Kombat one, which is going to put me in old man territory? Um, uh, Stop and... rebooting it. No, it's not that because again, I've I've played all the games. Um, I like the storylines; they amuse me in a hilarious B movie way. The only one I wasn't a fan of was the one where they all had children and they all sucked. Like those kids what, did. The latest my... one? No, that the what the one. Where like it, was that the latest one? No, no, no. They, the kids were in it, but that wasn't like a main focus of it. The, the um, one where like they, they all—it might have been ten. It could have been ten. That fucking sucked. I hated all those twats, and you had to play as them for so long. And the story. Oh, anyway. Um, what I I like the story. I, I feel like the story is a good time. What I struggle with and maybe it's because I'm getting older, is I actually find the level of uh, violence and gore quite upsetting. Um, <laughs> I, you find I, the wrong game. I, do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, there was a point 
when they first made Mortal Kombat, uh, I was saying nine, and you could do the the X-ray bone breaking moves, and I was like, that looks sweet. We used to stick that on in the office at work all the time, play Mortal Kombat tournaments every Friday evening. It was great. Then it was just like the fatalities now. It's a little bit too much. Like uh, after a while, I just become a little bit desensitized and numb to it. And I've heard stories of the people that work on these games genuinely have like PTSD from it because they have to continually watch body horror constantly. And when they're doing research and animating it. And I, I, I like, I hate horror films. Well, I don't I like. I like. I don't mind scary films, like good scary films. You know, like a proper scary film, like a or like like a psychological scary film, like a Shining or something, stuff yeah. like that. Yes, yes, yes. Things like the like Saw and not nonsense like that. Go away, right? I ain't interested at all. That that type of film is just not for me. And I question the type of people it is for, to be frank, because it's like, why are you why are you looking <laughs> I question at your stuff? character? <laughs> and more combat for me is it's getting to a point where it's just it's becoming a little bit much for me in and out if i'm honest with you and i'm probably not going to buy this because everything i see of it it's just like it's excessive now like i get it it was the gimmick but i also enjoy how the games play but now this is just excessive like this is this is too you've gone so far into this being your gimmick that it's 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 kind of turned me off the franchise to be honest I'm. I hear you absolutely. I think they've elevated the gameplay thanks to the lessons they've learned from Injustice, and it's almost like they've got this formula. Like we know that they they re they re they re, they redone the rule book for fighting games to the point now where everyone follows certain blueprints that they've done, or at least they've elevated. Right. So, like the example of a special move where it's basically a cinematic of them going absolutely mental, right? They they brought that in with Injustice and it was that kind of stuff. Um, the way they animate backgrounds so that you can do cool stuff, that, all that sort of stuff, that they do it so well. And for me, the things that remain, you might be drawn in because you saw a, a, a social media post of someone sharing a fatality. It might have got you in. But what keeps you is not the fatality. What keeps you is not the the bone crunching bits in there. It's actually just the gameplay and the storytelling. And I just love it's like watching a finely tuned athlete at the height of their game doing stuff. And I think that's why I'm obsessed with their games. Like I just think that the craft is so good. I agree with you, by the way. Like I, like there's it's almost like the it's like watching those TV shows like the boys and stuff and like, look how outrageous we can be. We can take it to eleven. Yeah, it's kind of fun, but it's kind of fleeting. It's the writing of the show that I actually fucking love. It's the jokes I get, and that's what I love. And I think the gameplay is the equivalent of the writing for this sort of stuff for me. Um so I am hooked. I'm captivated by this feels like a real next gen fighting game and i haven't seen an, a proper next gen fighting game just yet from the videos i've seen and stuff so that's what's that's what's got me hyped not the the gore hemming where's your head at i was gonna say don't forget you can always just do a friendship you don't need to do a fatality you can do a friendship give them a cake <laughs> or a babality if they bring those back I, 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 babality babalities were weird that was a weird they were time. very strange very was that strange. basically like here's our dead or alive answer no you you turned them into a baby yeah Oh, okay. Yeah. Literally, is the babality. Um, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I think I like, it looks like it's going to be a fun game to play, and I was never normally good enough to remember how to do the combos for a lot of the fatalities anyway, so I didn't see them. They made it easy now, don't they? They're, in some of them, they have, but... Be in the move list, thing is, I, Be in the move I, list. I played... I really That's liked the, the towers and stuff from the last one, like I, going online and just basically... Play, like yeah. With Street Fighter, I play that online, and I get my ass kicked because... It's just, it's just people are good. They they they've spent years honing their craft, right? With more combat, I feel competitive within a day of getting it. You know what I mean? It's like all right, all right yeah. I'm alright at this because it's like it's not difficult to play. It's just button combinations. It's not. Do you know like what I mean? Tekken. Like Tekken's a bit like that. And it's just uh, I like the game. I'll, I'll see. I'll, maybe I'll wait for a sale. Maybe I'll look at the reviews. Um, we'll see how it goes. But like right now, I'm not like. I have to get it, even though I love Mortal Kombat. It's just, it's a weird, yeah, yeah. weird dichotomy for me. It's a weird time to release that sort of game as well because we've got so many tens in pretty much every genre right now of video games. Um, I do, I can't wait till the end of this year and we do a pod over how good it's been. 
All right, I think we'll talk that one to death. Let's uh, let's let's move on to to the last piece of news, which is uh, we talked about it. We paid tribute to the great man uh, who sadly passed us, Al Savala. Um, I, oh, fuck, I can't remember his name. Lance <laughs> it's a long day. Lance Thank you, sir. Right, uh, Moles ain't going to edit that at all, is he? He's just going to leave that. <laughs> Doesn't exactly seem so same. great to you, Flinny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Lance Reddick. Uh, sir, Bush. your voice is incredible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but Mr. Keith David is going to be voicing him going forward. Now, I don't know if that means they're going to go back and retrospectively... I think that'd be a really I bad really move if they did. not, because I know, obviously, when, when Peter Dinklage got kicked out as the ghost. Uh, <laughs> that's a terrible he ghost. He didn't die and wasn't beloved. They... No, exactly. But when they replaced him, <laughs> they were like, we're just going to replace all of it. Um, and because that kind of makes sense, because the voice would sound weird if there's this change between who, certain who lines. Repl- they, re- they got like a proper uh, Nolan, voice Nolan actor, North. So Nolan, old Nathan big Drake. Big Nolan rocked in. Yeah. 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 Reliable Nolan. He will turn up and do a very good job for you. Um, I don't want them God, to do the same so busy. for Lance Reddick. He needs to stay. And Keith David does have a suitably epic voice, which he does. does suit the position, but it's not Lance you Reddick. Will, you will notice, you, like, so if, if you've not, if you'll be familiar with this man's work because basically he is in every cartoon you can think of at some point he has voiced the character. However, he is not Lance Reddick, which means you will notice the difference the moment you hear him. However, he's also quite old himself. Uh, what are you doing here, guys? <laughs> like... well, every, every winter we, we fear a little bit more. Um, yes, yeah. He, and I think one of the things, though, that, that this tells me is because apparently Lance recorded everything for Final Shape. He done. It, he put down all his vocals for for that. So there is a plan beyond the final shape with Savala. Um, otherwise, why would you cast an actor for that? And is there going to be like how are they going to do this? Is are we going to have some time off? Like we're going to find out in the Destiny Showcase coming up in five days' time, actually. And depending on how that showcase goes, we might do a reaction pod. We probably it'll probably be just like a couple of us jump on a call and go, "Well, that weren't worth staying up for, was it?" Good night, everybody. <laughs> It'll just but, be uh, a logo of three. It will be. We know. We know it's going to be. It's going to be a gameplay reveal of Final Shape with another like ability, and we'll go. Oh, okay, it looks kind of fun. And then we'll go. Wait a minute. If you combine like the last three years worth of DLC into one game, that would have been pretty dope, wouldn't it have been Bungie? And then they say, oh yeah, but they showed us the number three, and we got hyped. Like it's going to be that. It writes itself. Fart, good night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is all the news that I think is fit to print. Unless, gentlemen, is there anything else? We didn't do the what have you been watching, playing and stuff, but I assume it's too late to do that now. Yeah, I mean, in a word, what have you been playing, Mike? <laughs> I've been playing Elden Ring. Good man. Moles, what have you been playing? Uh, not much. There we go. Hemi, what have you been playing? Uh, the old PSP siphon filter games. That is so on brand. <laughs> isn't it? And I, I've I've been playing Resident Evil Four and Ghost of Tsushima. That's but I also so on I watched, brand. I also watched Resident Evil Dead Island the other day. Also on brand. And I have to say, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. My review will come at a later date. But there is another piece of news we've got to bring. Is that yes, we love making this pod, and we hope you enjoy listening to it. We want to give you a little bit more. We're going to be doing a bit of a Boco series for you, and we're going to be dropping it in between episodes. Uh, individuals right so this is like how you can get a good band and keep them together by saying hey brandon do you want to go do your solo album then come back hey mike do you want to go do your thing and come back the incubus is still going it works we're going to do a similar thing here we've got our little solo projects about video games that we've absolutely loved hopefully in little shorts for you to give you a little bit of nostalgia a little bit of feeling for our passion for and hopefully just maybe you'll pick up the controller and play it again so we'll be dropping them over the next few weeks uh, hemming has done a great one we won't say what the game is although when you listen to it you go that is so hemming it's pretty obvious what mine's gonna be mikey you've got yours lining up very soon moles i'm sure you'll get in on the act as well we'll be dropping them like i say intersplicely between regular episodes so don't worry if you get a boco don't think oh crap they've done that thing again where they're not going to do it again for another couple of weeks we'll continue on as normal hemming mikey moles any more hype you want me to add to that tell them what boco stands for bonus content there we go. it's a phrase i came up with and i'm happy and i'm sticking with it <laughs> too much like bojo <laughs> oh now you've ruined it I need to find another acronym and for bonus bono. content bono or boner 
Oh, bonus content. Bonus, bonus content. content. I bonus know. content. I hope you enjoy it. When you it's hear just... it, I hope you do like it very much. Boner content. Boner content. Boner content. <laughs> Additional boner content. And on that note, let's. Oh, may I? Let, speaking, although this there. is stupid, but speaking on this. Uh, you've just reminded me the pokemon company have released a new plushie uh oh god yes and it's of a wiglet which if you're not oh. familiar a wiglet is a new form of diglet which is a water type uh ground water ground pokemon that pokes out from the ground and uh this wiglet plushie is googling now 10 and a quarter inches long which is quite impressive and uh, when you when you google it yeah, yeah, yeah. You might, uh, you might see why that popped into my mind. <laughs> wow! Like yeah. just good I night, mean, everybody. <laughs> someone out there. I mean, love, love, honey. There's some money to be made here. That's all I'm saying. Like, there's, yeah. there is definitely some money to be made. So, uh, good. God bless them. Um, and I wonder what they were thinking about when they designed that Pokemon. Anyway, on that note, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you listened to, please click on that subscribe button. Because if you subscribe, you get more. You get more Michael. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, sir. We get more moles. What a producer. What a guy. Best hair in the business. Thank you and good evening. And then you get Henning. Thank you. Just a man of so many. <laughs> well, sorry. A good thing to say the video cast because we're just looking at hilarious videos of this wiglet and, uh, and all the places that he might be photographed on holiday. Heavy, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> thank you. And I've been Adam, aka Voice of an Angel. Till next time. <laughs>